Drink my shitty yeah. coffee now. This is our company mascot, Butterscotch. <laughs> he likes death metal. Got <laughs> oh, your cucumber bruised. Fucking Hesher Larper. Holy fuck. We went down the rivers, we crossed the plains, over the mountains, we fought in streams. We went west. We trapped, we mined, we carved our names. With guns and axes, we sought our fame. Our destiny was manifest. And God help those who stood in the way of business, progress, and the USA. USA. But yeah, so oh yeah, we should probably call the show what the show is. So hello, welcome back to How the West Was Fucked. How the West was fucked. Today we're gonna do kind of a kind of a light episode, and we're not super prepared, but it should be a nice freewheeling discussion of light and frothy. Yeah, yep. this is one we've been fucking talking about for a while. Yeah. But we needed we needed we needed a um, kind of a palate cleanser before what comes next. So we figured this would be a perfect perfect time. Yay! This is a special episode. Yeah, uh, special. This is, what this is number ninety nine. This is number ninety nine. If yeah. we counted oh, rightly. Yeah, if we counted oh, right. Because God forbid anything's labeled or you know, and plus just throwing occasional jingle cats or whatever. So that's fine. We're calling it ninety nine. It's fucking 99. Canon. It's no canon. It's canon. Old 99. And so uh, uh, the next episode uh, will be uh, one of the long-awaited ones we've been teasing for several years now. But you'll have to tune in next oh, time yeah. to find out what that is. So. What was... Uh, we Somebody on... Like, I, I didn't even put us on Podbean, but we're on Podbean. And we, oh, had, yeah. we have two... We have two... Uh, uh, what? Fucking uh, uh, comments on Podbean. Yep. About the whole podcast. Yep. And one of them was like... Do the little bighorn already. And the yep. other one was like, what'd they say? Soy trash. Soy trash. <laughs> 100% soy 100% trash. soy oh. trash. <laughs> uh, so thanks for that, guys. Yeah. Well, you know, like, you know, you're definitely a fucking liberal cuck pussy if you think genocide is bad. So. <laughs> yeah, <right>. <laughs> <laughs> it's good for business, though. Yeah. Jesus Christ, they really don't want you to get into these. It's not, in, not even alcoholic. The satisfying pop of no carbonated. It's got seven or eight bubbles popping up there. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Does it taste like butter? Nope. It tastes like kind of just tepid dishwater. Like So at the bar, we have the Topo Chico fucking hard seltzers that Bo's been just fucking chugging they're my favorite uh but he he found out that they make it just the soda water so he bought that well that's what it originally was yeah wasn't it? but you actually tried it for the first time yes. just now yeah and it's it's kind of disturbing like how that it's it doesn't go with a no. bunch of carbonation but there's there every like it, second there's about four yeah, bubbles like that come up. shitty aquarium bubbler in it yeah, kind of totally. like yeah i can't see that's my favorite thing Whoa. But that's okay. It's drinkable. I'll just pretend it's some period authentic alkaline. Oh man, we need alkaline, that fucking alkaline water. Topo Chico ad money, dude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I endorse their fucking seltzers. 
<laughs> that shit, I'll fucking put that on a blimp or something. I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, you know, you, gotta, you maybe got to spike this with some alcohol. <laughs> That's what... <laughs> Thus, uh, Tavo Chico Hart Seltzer was born. <laughs> yep. <laughs> anyway, so uh, I don't know where Will's starting. And well, we should ask Tony what he knows about animals. It's fucking <laughs> all kinds of shit, dude. Yep. Uh, no, this is, uh, I, I'm pretty sure we're, we're doing the one that uh, we, we had talked about a while ago where we come across all these like interesting characters that are not human beings. Well, one would think that, Tony, except for I couldn't remember half the things we were talking about before and then couldn't find them again. So... We may, we may be talking about some of the same ones. Maybe Sweet, talking about some different ones. But, All the way yeah. down. I was like, "Oh yeah, that one dog. Where the fuck was that? <laughs> Shit." <laughs> oh, we could have done uh, Custer's dogs. That I yeah. didn't do. Maybe we can. Yeah, Balto. Do that, or did you do Balto? Oh, the Iditarod dog. Yeah. Well, the uh, vaccine dog. Mm-hmm. What? <laughs> yeah, they made. Several last movies about it. It's uh, he, he's the other one actually ran further, but for some reason Balto got more famous because I think it's just easier to say Balto than mm-hmm. whatever the dog's name was. But in uh, Alaska, they had a, what was a cholera outbreak or some shit, something like that. But that was 1920s or 30s yeah. or something. Oh, was it? Yeah, it was. Oh, that pretty later. Fucking Disney cartoon I watched 30 years ago <laughs> that I barely remember. <laughs> It's full of shit, man. <laughs> also, I don't think it's Disney. I think it's like Don Bluth or something. But oh, okay. Oh, that. Yeah. <laughs> and I think they that just remade it with CGI or some shit. I know they did Call of the Wild where the, the dog has Chewbacca facial expressions and it's all weird <laughs> One and shit. of the things that pops up is uh, the Iditarod Cruel to Dogs. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> From vomiting and frostbitten dogs to exhaustion, illness, and injury. Oh. Yeah, well, that's just what you normally get is that really cruelty though it's just a dog oh <laughs> there you go bring the hate soy, soy trash <laughs> <laughs> i know will where, where are we starting? kick it off with your fucking comic sans and your well MPR we'll make something voice. up about the iditarod later but <laughs> what do you know about old clubfoot or old real foot I know old real foot. Mm-hmm. He had real feet. I know something. I know old clubfoot. They cut his fucking leg off and stuck it under glass in in Montana or wherever the fuck that was. Oh no, that was George Parrot. George Parrot. Yeah. yeah. No, that was Clay. No. Well, Clay Olson also had a clubfoot, but they didn't chop that off. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, no. Actually, this everybody had a clubfoot. Like ninety percent of the people we've talked about have a clubfoot. Mm-hmm. Motherfucking uh, what's his name? Uh, it's also Slewfoot. Tootin Common. Oh, he yeah, had a fucking clubfoot. He also is missing his dick, too. Oh. Oh. Gonna need that. <laughs> Probably just taken by Victorian English. Ground up and snorted or something. Turned into paint. Oh. That was always yeah. a thing. Like, <laughs> grind up. There was a color called mummy brown. You actually, where they grind up fucking mummies. Oh, not just mummy dicks, but like mummies? Just, yeah. Okay, just, but still just, mummy brown just, is kind of fucked just up. Just wood chipper a bunch of mummies and then mix it in with shit and make oil paints. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Mankind never heard make of that me want to vomit. No, no. <laughs> like Mario, I do know these. Mari's never had like a tube of mummy brown. brown laying around. I've never seen it. That's <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> oh Jesus! All right. Uh, well, Clubfoot. There's a few of them. A lot yeah. of stories, and they're kind of all the same. It's about a bear who gets 
has like caught in a trap. Yeah, and walks funny for the rest of his life. Can walk and, out, and then tries to get his vengeance on all of humanity. It's it's oh sure sure because he's mm-hmm. sentient. Well, yeah, and he just knows that the trap was set by people, so he's got to trap me. I, oh, I'm gonna come kill all your sheep and break into your chicken house and your cabin. Put a stove on your foot. Put a stove on your foot. Ouch. But yeah, it's 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 a common euphemism for uh, 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 basically any bear that's causing you problems. Usually, it's like, oh, look, you can track him because he has the fucked up foot, you know? Okay. So yeah. Anyway, go ahead. Well, there's one in Napa County, California, one in Montana that C.M. Russell wrote about Mm in the 1870s, but we'll be talking about the one around uh, the Siskiyous in Oregon. I just like to imagine all the same bear, and he's just taking the fucking, like, Amtrak. Yeah, yeah. You know, like an overcoat and a hat, like when the Ninja Turtles go to a movie or something. (laughs) Some big, smelly Paddington, just, tickets, please. Up around Klamath and Jackson County in the Siskiyous. Uh, Clubfoot was huge, and he had a peculiar track. Three of his left claws on his left forefoot were torn off by a trap. Uh, this one set to, was set by Bruce Grieve of Fall Creek. Oh, that's a great name. Mm-hmm. Uh, the loss of these claws made him walk different. Probably maybe skipped or, I don't know, sashayed or something. I just yeah. imagine him doing gang signs and sea walking, but mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. I uh, kind of turned the foot outward, but old Clubfoot became a terror to stockman, killed hundreds of cattle. Uh, he was so big he could kill a full-grown steer as easily a normal bear could kill a calf. Well, okay, like I was saying, I don't know if we'll include it in the cold open or not. I was just watching a video of a bear fighting a bison, and, I mean, I call bullshit, basically, because they don't just come up and swat at their head and neck. They sit there and try to eat the butt while it's still running around. <laughs> so, while that may be the case that a bear might be that big, that's not normal bear operations. They don't just come karate chop shit in the neck. Fuck mm-hmm. yeah, dude. It's like uh, once a year we get some ass-eating version of a regular animal. Like yeah. before it was a parrot, this time yeah. it's going to be a bear. Excellent. Got to eat that. I was hanging out with Shotzi last night. She was talking about eating ass. It <laughs> gives you pink eyes, so maybe that's what it could be. <laughs> You're doing it wrong. <laughs> I was gonna say either too, too enthusiastic or not on target or something. But, uh, Standing on one foot, you fall face first. <laughs> oh god damn it. This was in the Kama Sutra. How hard can it be? Yeah. From an elevated position getting a running start. <laughs> That's how you get pink eyes. It's like he's got to wait for the steer to get right next to the grassy knoll so he can, oh yeah, like like a, like doing a bike jump when you're a kid. You know, got to got to come down the get yeah, your, totally get your speed up. And he's got a cardboard cut out of a bear like on the other side so he can just ah ha ha gotcha. I'm just now picturing a bear coming off the top rope like Jimmy Superfly snooking. <laughs> but uh, bite them just above the shoulders that would crush them just as a terrier would kill a rat. So that grizzly would have to be pretty. Goddamn big! Yeah, pretty, in order to pretty, do that. Ho- pretty Hollywood sized. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that's a little bit of the mythology, though. Yeah, well, what do, what do we know also about Ursus Arctos Horribilis? Uh, the, the they're really not that. They're not that big. big. Where are the big ones? Uh, Alaskaville, and specifically Kodiak. Yes. <laughs> These old-timey people are full of shit, man. He took a train down from fucking Alaska, dude. <laughs> well, you'd have had to get on a boat, too. 
Maybe yeah, that too. Combo ticket. <laughs> Took the fucking the clipper. Yeah. Uh, he would rarely eat more than one meal from a kill and just leave the rest. It's like keep a moving. Just eat once a fucking month. Well, he knew oh. that he was being hunted, and so he had to keep on the horse. Oh, you know. yes. Wow, they're assigning a lot of fucking... Now like, he's Harrison Ford from yeah. fucking... <laughs> I didn't kill my wife. <laughs> you know? I don't care. <laughs> That's him falling off the dam. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Excellent. Here's the Academy Award. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, old Clubfoot kept to the woods during the day and traveled at night. Smart. Another reason nobody caught him. And traveled large distances, which, of course, anybody who loses a calf is going to say, oh, old Clubfoot did yeah, it. Yeah, even though it was the neighbor's dog or the neighbor's or coyotes. Or the Apache kid. Or the Apache kid or fucking the Red Ghost. A uh, guy named Major Baron. I don't know if one of those major was a Baron title. <laughs> <laughs> or he was just a Major Baron and had a other name. And a guy named Dave Horn. Of Hornbrook, which is... Oh, it's like, yeah. He might have founded that town, maybe. Maybe. Perhaps. <laughs> or at least ah, the river. Lord Horn of Hornbrook. They offered a reward of $2,700 for old Clubfoot scalp. Jesus. Scalp? What the fuck? <laughs> Get the Clubfoot. <laughs> Duh. Or the fuck whole, you. I'll the, just go kill whole, a bear and take whole, a scalp. Well, There's oh, a whole bear. We're going to kill the biggest grizzly of all time, but just bring me its scalp, not the whole fucking hide. Dude, you best, you best believe I would be <laughs> killing every fucking bear I saw and scalping that shit for well, $2,700 in 1880s stitch it all money. Together. It's funny that you mentioned that because that's kind of how they were eradicated. <laughs> oh, shit, dude. Uh, a guy named William Wright tried to trap him to no avail, though. I put honey in a hollow log and <laughs> waited for him to stick his head in there. I remember on the news years back, they, they trapped a, a rogue bear by Rainier beer and donuts, and it's like, well, I would trap anybody. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck? Yeah, we're, the president. We're hoping to catch Homer Simpson. Mmm, You even set up a loaded gun to, to set off to shoot while the trap went off. Oh, those are always good. Oh, yeah, it's the fucking uh, rat it's, trap I, I found. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> Only I'm picturing some fucking, like, Sharps buffalo gun. Yeah, right. Jesus. But old Clubfoot outsmarted the trap. Of course. He took the food and then not... Took the gun and now he's armed. <laughs> Killed seven people. <laughs> <laughs> well, he reached around the tree to avoid setting off the trap. Uh-huh. So sure the gun went off, but the bear was safe because... Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> Definitely wasn't a fucking hobo that was, like, jumping <laughs> off the tree. <laughs> I got the bear. Why is he wearing? Why is he got a little bindle sack? <laughs> uh, April tenth, eighteen ninety. So uh, old Clubfoot's been at it for what about twenty years? Seventeen years. years yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, William Wright and Pearl Bean. Oh, Pearl spelled P U R L like Pearl. Of course, they tracked Clubfoot's tracks uh, southeast to Pilot Rock in the Siskiyous. Uh, they spotted a huge bear across a deep canyon and fired at it. And he fired back because they had the gun. gun. <laughs> but the enraged bear charged, and the men stood their ground, kept like, firing like, shot after shot into the bear. And they're dead now. This is what year? 1890. 1890. Okay, so they would have, like, lever actions. Yep. Uh, finally, it dropped 40 feet away from the men, and that ended clubfoot. Or at least that If clubfoot. it's still 40 feet away, is that really a charge? If you're, like... 
That was that would be close enough. It's like for a me. football field away, and it's fucking kind of meandering towards you, and you're just like bucking shots off at it. Is what it sounds like. You know how fast those fucking things are. You know, fast, fucking fast. Like I, whenever I'm in Moped Grizzly, speed. I know when I'm in Grizzly country, I should be carrying fucking maze because there's no fucking way if one popped off at me that I'm going to get my 45 out of the holster and be able to hit jack shit. You know, but I just have the false sense of security and. Now that you said moped speed, I'm imagining the the bear dressed like a like a train hopping hobo on a fucking moped. on a moped with like a, a bindle stick and a fucking handgun. This Sunday on Fox, jumps the a new animated adventure by you know. Um, there had to Grenning. be <laughs> two of them to be on the, the Guinness Book. Fat twins. Yeah. yeah oh yeah, yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah. Lots well, of things like um, we might have mentioned him before, like when you're talking about big brown bears. Or big grizzlies wasn't uh, when Will and I were kids in the Bismarck Zoo. They had this Zodiac oh, yeah. named Clyde, and at the time he was the biggest recorded bear. I think he's been superseded now, uh, but you know he was a in captivity and he was a Kodiak, but he was motherfucking huge. Like um, there, like somewhere I got pictures of when we were children. You know, mm-hmm. of course, like it's like a chain link fence that you know, oh, biggest bear in captivity behind like. <laughs> The measliest. Let's say um, in your neighbor's backyard. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then uh, you know you'd go up and he'd stand up against the fence and oh yeah, it's I mean taller than the ceiling of this room Fuck. for sure. And he shared uh you know his name was Clyde and of course he had a uh, pen mate named uh, Bonnie who was oh, a nor- sure. normal grizzly. Yeah. Oh, she was like half his size and she Fuck. was a big fucking grizzly. Fuck. Clyde was from 1965 until 1987. He was over nine feet tall. Damn. Yeah. Largest bear ever held in captivity. Holy shit. Yeah. Until he escaped and started fucking robbing people. No, he died of an old age, and then they skinned him, and for a long time they just had his skin hanging on the wall at the thing, but... <laughs> cool. That's what you do. Yeah. You know? Well, anyway, Clyde was bigger than Clubfoot, because yeah. Clubfoot was nose to tail seven feet. Right. And weighed 1,892 pounds. Wait. How much did Clyde weigh? That I'm not finding here on... That the the length plus the weight doesn't really add up unless that's just the the fattest fucking bear, which you know it could have been like right before you know eating all those donut, donut, donut filled <laughs> cattle, <laughs> drinking all them beers. Yeah. <laughs> also, another fun thing when I was researching grizzly stuff was like uh, Will was saying there's clubfoot, skewfoot, and slewfoot, and all this shit, and that it seems like anytime you had a problem bear anywhere in the United States, they call it some shit like that. But another good old, good uh, old timey name for grizzly bears is Old Ephraim. Mm-hmm. Old yep. Ephraim. Old Ephraim. Like Zach Ephraim. Yeah, not Heffron. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, Clubfoot was stuffed and put on display at the World's Fair three years later, but no one knows what happened after the fair. Uh, it was either vanished or destroyed in a museum fire. Okay. Or maybe it came back to life. I, I was going to say yeah. a gypsy put a curse on it, came back to say, life, started fucking with people's shit again. Michael Myers shit. <laughs> That's all I have about that particular club foot if you want to do more. Well, no, because like you say, they're kind of all the fucking same, except for just the, <clears throat> the the details of who's trying to kill them changes and what part of the country. And sometimes it's black bears, too. I like that he franchised out, so there's like a, a club foot for every county. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, it's like, uh, you know, the McGruff, the crime dog. Every police department <laughs> exactly. has one in their yep. storage fucking closet. They wheel out on... Whatever, Mc- Cop Worship Day or whatever. Cop the, Worship Day. <laughs> whatever sure. they used to do. <laughs> cop Worship Day. God. It's America. Uh, that's every day, right? Yeah. 
using crack and cocaine to get high. That's what you say you love, but it's really insane. You could die. What are you thinking of? Cause nobody's needing that crack and cocaine. There's terrible trouble behind it. And sooner or later you're burning your brain. Making a mess of your mind. Just a snort or a smoke. Your greed, that's all you care about. But your life is a joke, and you need someone to help you out. Cause nobody's needing that crack and cocaine. There's terrible trouble. Be- of course, you got to tie in uh, a Johnny Cash song about Tiger Whitehead, the guy who wanted to kill 100 bears before he died. I've never heard that one. That's on the children's album. <laughs> <What the fuck? laughs> bear cost, it's the bear cost. He told me the tale of a bear hunter named Tiger Whitehead that used to live in that country. Tiger was born in 1819 and died in 1905. And on his tombstone, on Tiger Whitehead's tombstone, it says James T., and that said, that's for Tiger. James T. Whitehead, born 1819, died 1905, noted bear hunter. In his life, he killed 99 bears. We hope he is at rest. Well, right beside him is a nice white tombstone. That's his wife buried there. It's Sally Garland Whitehead. Now, Sally lived to be 97. And it says... Sally Garland Whitehead Not only a mother to humankind But to animal kind as well For in her life she nursed two bear cubs And one fawn upon her own breast But yeah, like uh, like Tony, like you were saying Of course, you know, 1800s uh, There was pretty much no idea or want of conservation And, yeah. and especially of large carnivores So yeah, there, I mean there was bounties on every bear, yeah. anyway, and every wolf, and every cougar, and every other fucking thing. So, pretty much wiped them out. But you know, uh, what was it? I had something. Else. Oh, but that's the thing is, like we've talked about it in the past too. Like, uh, uh, especially the Hugh Glass episode is a uh, nowadays we think of grizzly bears as being in like secluded mountain type situations. But in the 1800s, they could just pop out of anywhere. They'd be out on the plains. So open your mm-hmm. coffee can. Yeah. It's a bear. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's the thing is a lot of these tenderfoot fucks coming from the East Coast have never seen a grizzly because they don't have them, you know. So it's like, oh, I can handle a bear. That's that's some pussy shit. Yeah. You know? I read it in a dime novel yeah, about well, Jesse James. Or Daniel Boone or yeah. whatever. Yeah. <clears throat> and then you get out here and it's like, ooh, the, the fucking white bear, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. And that's a lot of times what Lewis and Clark would re- and other people would refer to him as just to... Uh, differentiate them because as we know black bears can also come in brown and stuff like that too so a lot of times if an east coast person was saying brown bear they just mean brown black bear does that make sense yes okay absolutely (laughs) and you know smoky mountain bears are a lot smaller than our bears yeah Yeah. because our bears eat garbage and salmon Uh, ostensibly well they used to eat salmon when there was salmon then there's the white bears of uh, oh the the spirit bears spirit bears in Vancouver, Vancouver Island, Island yeah. or that area. What 
They're all like all albino bears. They're, they're the white black bears. Oh, there's, okay. There's the brown black bears, red black bears, black black bears, and the white black, black bears. bears. Got it. Makes total sense. <laughs> yep. And we should start up a, a a collection sense of global warming and stuff just to get swimsuits for polar bears. Yes. Like you some bikinis and stuff. Yeah. Well, what they're going to probably have to start doing, like I've seen where, uh, I think it's more on the like the UK side of things where, you know, there's not as many ice flows as there used to be and stuff. And they have a particular walrus that's like just hauling out on people's boats. And I don't know if you've ever seen a walrus. A particular you, type of walrus just or just a, a, one, one, one dude, walrus, like club foot walrus. And he's been like sinking boats. <laughs> so they just kind of started building floating garbage rafts for him to climb up on instead, like made out of inner tubes and barrels and shit. You really have to build them? They're already out there. Well, yeah. <laughs> just ch- cut They're off just a chunk of the together. fucking Pacific garbage patch well, and just float it over there. That's what we'll have to do for the polar bears is just, yeah, garbage patch it. And just then tugboat that shit put, up put to the North Pole. Put a couple holes so seals can pop up and they'll sure. just, they'll become garbage colored over <laughs> a few millennia. Fuck. Well, I got another idea. We take another road trip and do one, uh, do a live broadcast from the sea line caves. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here screaming over the noise. Yeah, you want to be Pacific able to hear Ocean. us? Oh God, that place smells so atrocious. <laughs> yeah. You been down there? Oh yeah. For uh, for our listeners who don't frequent Oregon coast very often, uh, sea lion caves are exactly what it sounds like. It's a big fucking cave that most times of the year has a few sea lions in breeding season. I think it is. They have like every of the sea lions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, like way more than you could imagine it, in one place. It smells like a horrific mixture of dog, dog shit and fish. And <laughs> sea lion jism. Yeah. But they've been using it long enough where there's like a fossilized skeleton of one. Like when you get out the elevator. Oh yeah. You could take an elevator down into the cave. Yeah. Which I don't know why you'd want to do that. Yeah. Well, cause you got to go see the sea lions. <laughs> Plus, I, I don't think most people listening to the show uh, know what sea lion cum smells like, so you might want to go figure that out. Yeah. Well, like, that's fish. Well, well, that's dog shit. Yeah. Oh, sea lion cum. Yep. That's the other one. <clears throat> smells like waffles, I guess. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Come one, come all, to witness ringed old flying artilleries. Watch them go up, watch them come down, watch a man's body turn into a beast. Stick around after the show to play Dodge the Cannonball, and everybody's favorite event, the Mule Cannon Mudball. See these jackasses pull a cannon a quarter mile through the muck and the mire. Betting begins at 7 o'clock. Kids and elderly not allowed after 8 p.m. 10 cents for the whole seat, but you'll only need the edge. We could talk about Grizzly Adams. Adams. Yay! The real Grizzly Adams. Not that punk-ass cocaine dealer on TV. <laughs> yep. <laughs> what, uh, Dan... Uh, Dan Haggerty? Dan Haggerty. Dan Haggerty. I, I think I posted a picture of him on uh, Instagram did, a while back. talked about it before. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because one of his cabins is up in the Olympics, right? No. Wait, where was that? Didn't you say you went to Grizzly Adams' cabin and everything was built weird? No, that was Bo. Oh. Not Grizzly Adams. Oh, or you talk about the Olympic Game Farm. I've never been to Olympic Game Farm. Oh. Oh, You're- it's the bears from Grizzly Adams... Was it at the Olympic Game Farm? Probably. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So all sorts of actor. Bears I could. I couldn't remember the, the ones that eat bread. Hey, we did ninety nine episodes, man. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of shit that happened. 
in the last two Weird years. Weird cabin. I think that's we were probably just bitching about the mystery spot or something. Or anyways, Grizzly House or fucking. So I knew the real Grizzly Adams was real. I just I don't know anything about him. Yeah, well, he's like he says he's not the uh, the blonde coke dealer in the fucking buckskins on the TV. <laughs> he's a real. I don't know what what would they snort in eighteen sixties mummy mummy dust <laughs> mummy dust. Uh, did he have a beard? Grizzly Adams did have a beard. He lived from October twelfth, eighteen twelve, to October twenty fifth, eighteen sixty. At age twenty one, he went to work for a zoological collector. Uh, he hunted and captured wild animals in the wilds of Maine, Vermont, and New Hampshire. His hunting career was ended after a Bengal tiger gave him a severe back and spine injuries. Where the fuck was he when he got that? I'm, I, I'm assuming, <laughs> oh, that's not in Maine. I'm, I'm assuming P.T. Barnum's Yeah. Oh, sure, thing, okay. Because P.T. Barnum, I think, around that time had his museum that was just pretty much get animals from everywhere and put them in there and then occasionally have a fire and have them all die and then have to replace them and... <laughs> <laughs> the fire yeah, that yeah, cleanses. Like, always displayed them in the basement of some building. Yeah, too. yeah. <laughs> just here's dark. A, here's Weep. an el- elephant in the same Weep. cage with a tortoise, in the same cage with a Bengal tiger, and probably a small African child, you know. Yeah. Because, like, fuck. It's not quite Otobenga time, but, like, it's yeah. uh, It's just a little bit sadder than that fucking animal cracker box with all the animals in cages and shit. Yeah. Well, <laughs> funny you should mention that. Uh, the other day, Annie was eating the animal crackers. They have taken the cover art. The animals are now all just standing on the open plains like a fucking Avengers Assemble type. <laughs> really? They, yeah. They actually changed it? Yeah. And also wow. they're not in a box anymore. They're in bag. Oh, okay. Bag. Sure. But yeah, she was literally just eating uh, a couple things of Barnum's animal crackers and they're all on the plains and it's all, it's just plains animals and like one gorilla. That gorilla's fucked. Yeah. You know. <laughs> wow. But uh, anyway. They should just have Je- Jeffrey Dahmer... People crackers. Yeah. yeah. They do. No, oh, those are Teddy Grahams, I guess. Oh. <laughs> well, if you bite off the ears, then they're people. Okay. Oh, the gingerbread men. They already have that. Boom. Oh, yeah. boom. Damn. Uh, 1849, with the gold rush in progress, Grizzly Adams invested his life savings. All $7. $6,000. Holy shit. And bought a bunch of shoes <laughs> and moved to St. Louis to sell them. <laughs> I'm gonna buy a bunch of shoes. Hey, man! <laughs> the fucking the the Air McFlies just came out. I gotta buy them all. You know how much it's gonna be worth someday. Uh, after a war fire took out uh, all his shoes, <laughs> his father committed suicide shortly after. Jesus Christ! Possible that he invested in the project. Oh no! <laughs> oh man! So with nothing left to lose, Grizzly went to California, as you do. Became a porn star. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Started OnlyFans. I got nothing left. <laughs> uh, so he didn't strike it rich in the mines, but he could support himself hunting and trapping. Uh, during the trips, he survived two near-fatal illnesses, but I don't know what the hell they were. But you can make it up. Hepatitis. And, and farting. And flatulence. <laughs> Uh, Adams tried mining and hunting, finally ranching and farming. At times he was rich, but then quickly broke. Uh, 1852, he All lost his farm. animals on the ranch burned down. <laughs> yeah. Spontaneous combustion. <laughs> My alpacas! Ah, then his cousin killed himself. Yep. 
So after he loses his farm in 1852, he moves to the Sierra Nevada and with the help of some Miwok Indians, builds a cabin there. Uh, he would travel great distances. He would hunt and travel some 1,200 miles into western Montana where he caught a yearling cub. Or actually, uh, well, it would be Washington Territory because uh, Montana wasn't a thing until yeah. later. Uh, he caught a yearling cub there and named her Lady Washington Ooh. and taught her to follow behind without a leash, Ooh. carry a pack and a sled, and they cuddled together on cold nights. Oh, my God. He's like a fucking, fucking he's like Ator, the, the Italian Conan. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I've ever seen that. Ator's dope, dude. But he, he has, I know he's got one, does he have two? Two bears or just the one? I think at least one, and it's tiny. A little tiny, yeah. Little sometimes tiny it shows up, and sometimes it doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> he's also like the Grizzly Adams on the TV show. <clears throat> yeah. But also, he's like he's like Ator. In an age of innocence, before the dawn of fear, two special people found each other. Miles O'Keefe is Ator. Sabrina Siani is Rune. Fighting an evil that threatens their life, their love. This is their journey, their adventure. The birth of a new legend, a new hero, and a true heroine. Ator. Rated PG. Starts Friday at a theater near you. Or Bestiality Master. Yeah. <laughs> uh, me, and, me and Cody, were uh, we were watching Beastmaster at the bar one day. And uh, whenever I put a movie on, he would go on IMDb and look at, like, just read the... Um, uh, what do you call it? Just like interesting facts about this movie. You know, they died a lot tiger black and that probably killed them. <laughs> yeah, that shit. But also he's like, holy shit, dude. He's like, after this, after Beastmaster came out, it played on TV. It was like syndicated so often uh, on TBS and HBO that TBS was referred to for a while as the Beastmaster station. Nice. And then HBO was referred to as, hey, Beastmaster's on. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, uh, eventually Grizzly Adams would ride on Lady Washington's back. What? <laughs> Yeehaw! <laughs> God damn, that's crazier than the fucking Buffalo it'd, Rider. It'd be cooler if they like, then enlisted in the you know Union Army and charged into battle on it. Mm -hmm. Lady Washington's got a fucking powdered wig on, and you know, <laughs> he's just playing a fucking fife. Like. <laughs> Uh, 1854, Adam stole a pair of two-week-old cubs from the den of a mother I near Yosemite. I thought you were going to say a pair of two-week-old shoes. Like, <laughs> God damn it, the shoe fetish. Mel DeMarcos of the high plains. Uh, he named one of those cubs Ben Franklin. <laughs> that, that cub went on to fuck many women. <laughs> a year later, Ben Franklin saved Adam's life when a mother grizzly attacked Adam's. Bear fight. Uh, Adam's and Ben both had injuries from the attack. And he, there he got his head injury that would later do him in five years later. Oh, like football? Like yep. That's, that's football Grizzly Adams, injury. the person, not Ben Franklin, the bear. Yeah. Is that where Gentle Ben <laughs> comes from? Well, Gentle Ben's tangential but di different. Okay. I read that as a kid, and I, I'm sure they, they made a show, didn't they? Mm -hmm. But that one is, isn't it like the whole family owns the bear and it lives in the barn and shit. Oh, God, it's been so long. Yeah, yeah. but like... Okay, but it's not gentle Ben Franklin. No. Okay. Uh, later, he goes on to sell some meat along the Oregon Trail in southeast Wyoming. Some questionable meat. Also sold and traded at Fort Bridgard. Uh, during this expedition, Lady Washington got down and dirty <laughs> with a Rocky Mountain grizzly. The mating resulted in a male cub born the next year. 
Adams named him General Fremont. Nice. What the fuck? At least he's a study, you know, student study of history, history or yeah. at least like well, that, well, that time, history not, is not only history. ten years. Yeah, old. it's like more like local politics. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. Okay, if you got a sow grizzly that's just following you around, you know, wh- okay, how do wild bears procreate? What's generally the 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 thing? I mean, well, I know show when one bear some loves flowers. another bear, they give each other a special hug and all that shit. But just I, some flowers I don't know anything. And a bottle it, of champagne. Is it yeah. up there with like with like duck fucking where they, no, they, they kind of well, get yeah. raped? Well I'm, sh- well, I'm sure there's a degree of snarling and biting because they're bears. But I'm just saying, you know, they copulate and then the female usually goes into the den all fucking winter long. Oh and yeah, kind of so hibernates. She, so she's like carrying this baby around while. I, well, that's what I'm wondering. She's did, just did he just him? like? She go into a den. And he just like come back later and pick her up, or was he hauling her around in a fucking wagon? Or do you have the baby bear and a baby Bjorn and was just milking her and feeding it bottles? Or oh my god, how the fuck do you is think, that? Do you think he got down on the bear milk too? Oh, you, there's no <laughs> oh, way he yeah. didn't. Like, yeah. Oh man, bear cheese. Oh my god. Oh bear cheese soup. Holy fuck. Mm. Oh dude. Put some topo chico in that. Yeah. Go slip the guy at Olympic Game Farm of twenty. <laughs> Very few people know you can milk a wild grizzly. It's probably a good thing. Go, 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 go! Welcome to Grizzly Milk. Let me milk that grizzly. (laughs) Hey, man, I heard uh, you got that secret bear cheese. That's a new rodeo event. (laughs) Grizzly milking. (laughs) Yeah, well, Washington uh, State University has cougar cheese. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Comes in a fucking can like it's sardine. It's fucking good. It's really good. It's really good. It's It's like 25 bucks can, but it's really good. And it's made by the students. Mm Mm-hmm. And they have to, they stamp their own name on it so you know who to blame if it sucks. Yeah. God damn it, Jimmy, I'm coming for you. <laughs> Nobody makes me spend 25 bucks on a can of cheese and gives me this shit. <laughs> uh, winter of 1854, Adams captured a huge California grizzly. This is a, a full-grown bear. Captured? Uh, in the largest cage trap Adams ever built. Uh, Adams named him Samson. I want to talk to Samson. Climbing to the moon like that he weighed 1,500 pounds, one of the biggest grizzlies ever captured alive, aside from Clyde, I'm sure. Well, Clyde, Clyde was captured when he was a baby because he was yeah. fucking an orphan. 1856, Adams opened the Mountaineer Museum in a basement in San Francisco. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of good can come out of basements in San Francisco, as we, as we all know. <laughs> right. mm. no, nobody ever shanghaied, no uh, opium dens. Fuck. No, uh, he drew well enough and moved to a better location. By 1858, he was called the Barnum of the Pacific. In January 1858, tragedy struck when Ben Franklin died of an unknown illness. Ah, alcoholism. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, of course, Grizzly Adams was devastated by this. Uh, in 1859, Adams' health was also declining. He knew that he would die soon and wanted to make enough money for his wife, which he hadn't seen in 10 years. I well, guess I a human wife. This I was time. gonna say I thought he was like some kind of common law arrangement with Mrs. Washington <laughs> or whatever. He old spent English, more time with the bear. For tattooed sure. old <laughs> English across his belly. It says "Married to the Bear." <laughs> uh, he moved to New York in hopes of joining Barnum. January seventh, eighteen sixty, Adams and his menagerie, which was all bears, yeah, <laughs> departed San Francisco on a clipper ship around Cape Horn for a three and a half oh, I'm month sure voyage. That was a goddamn. Three and a half months with all those fucking bears? Yep. Around Cape fucking Horn. Count me the fuck out. Yeah, nah. no shit. They're going to be some grouchy little bears. Yeah. Ah, he probably just gave them a bunch of phenom- Benadryl. O- opium. <laughs> yeah, right. 
in New York City. New York City. Get a rope. Adams joined with Barnum to exhibit his critters. Behold, my bears. His health declined even more. His doctor told him to settle his affairs, so he sold his menagerie to Barnum. Uh, he continued to perform, though he could barely walk to the stage. But he made enough money for his wife. He performed by just like laying there and letting a bear bat him around <laughs> like a dead salmon. Probably. Uh, during that 1855 attack, Adam's scalp was dislodged. Whoa. And was left with a silver dollar-sized impression in his skull. Oh, I thought he meant, like, left with a silver dollar, like, here's <laughs> a special treat if you find it, you know. <laughs> Wait, attack by... That was when Ben Franklin saved his life. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, yeah. gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Uh, General Fremont later reopened that wound. The bear, not the man. Oh, okay. <laughs> right. In 1860, a monkey who was training bit the wound. <laughs> Those were your Achilles heel. Yeah, well, it's just like he just has an open wound on his head for the rest of his life, and animals know, like, up, oh, get him. I smell blood. Yep, yeah, a fucking woodpecker made a nest in there. And... <laughs> well, I'm sure it was covered with skin, but it just yeah. a hole in your skull. Just imagine that. Good Lord. That'd make a good ashtray, though, I yeah. guess. Adams retired from the show and died five days later at his house in Massachusetts. Hey, at least you got to retire. After his death, a book came out. And one of the illustrations would later become the model for the California state flag to replace that shitty one that uh, Abe Lincoln's brother-in-law drew. Did you say Abe Lincoln? Uh, Grizzly Adams was also related to Sam Adams, Ooh. John Adams, and John Quincy Adams. Oh, shit. Yeah, because there's only 200 white people. Gomez Adams. <laughs> Pugsley. And that is the tale of Grizzly Adams, I wow. guess. How the West Was Fucked will be right back. Bronson Swagger Records, in conjunction with Bronson Swagger Entertainment, proudly presents The Necroborn. The teens of Brodega Bay are about to take a crash course in archaeology. The Surf Pop Audio Drama of the Year, The Necroboard. Available now, everywhere you stream or download music. You want to talk about Three Toes of Harding County next? You can talk about Three Toes. Okay, we'll talk about Uh, Three Toes. I'll just remember the... What do you think Three Toes was? Sloth? Yes. Yes, correct. Really? No, a uh, wolf. Boo. Uh, three Toes killed uh, $50,000 in stock in his 13-year career. Sick. Uh, three Toes killed 66 sheep in two nights before his capture. So he was a badass wolf, I Damn, guess. Damn, dude. Crystal meth wolf. Mm-hmm. He was pursued by 150 men. He was trapped uh, July 23rd, 1923, near Gallup, South Dakota, by Clyde Briggs, the state deputy predatory animal inspector. So I guess put that on your name tag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, They wanted to take three toes into Buffalo, South Dakota, alive, but he died before he got there. He was thought to be 20 years old. He measured six foot long and weighed 80 pounds. Kind of looks like the fucking Texas sheriff or Texas ranger guy from uh, Kill Bill. Well, yeah. Okay, here's another picture, though. 
And it's like, how big did you say he was supposedly? Six foot. Six foot. Does that look like six feet to you? <laughs> it looks like a puppy. <laughs> well, you know, when you when you kill a wolf, they kind of deflate a little bit. I, I, well, I'm thinking we're having some slew foot, fucking club foot things happening. Oh, yeah, it was 18 billion pounds in the size unless, of blimp. Unless our, our little farmer guy there uh, is like fucking seven foot three or something. Seven That's possible. Three. In Miles City, they have grasshoppers that big. So. Uh-huh. Man, yeah. fuck Miles City. Fuck you, Miles City. <laughs> So Nelson Miles. <laughs> I think that one's after they died and propped him up on something. Yeah, like. and they also didn't put a person in the picture. Yeah, so that you could kind of let your imagination run wild. Jerry, get the fuck out of the shot. You're making him look like <laughs> yeah. a puppy. Well, you just always got to stand like ten feet behind it. Totally. Yeah. You know. We could talk about the Custer Wolf. I was just going to say, and that relates directly to the Custer Wolf. Yes. He operated between 1911 and 1920. That's when they crossbred a wolf with General Custer, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Got a fucking man-wolf. God. There, there's a the new Bruce Campbell joint, like, <laughs> fucking something about... Were- Custer fucks a wolf. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, werewolf cowboy. Or oh, yeah. <laughs> well, we should mention Custer's love of, of menageries. Yeah. That was something that blew my mind in, like, one of the... In season one of the shit where, like... Like, I didn't realize he was bringing a whole circus with him at all times. My favorite is the pelican. Yeah. How and why? <laughs> right. oh, this, this bird's going to love this. I was going to say, pelican of the high plains? What well, the I mean, fuck there are pelicans that out there. Okay. Shitloads of pelicans. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. I the thought they were seafaring big, birds. Big, huge fucking white pelicans. That just, they'll be in, like, even tiny ponds and shit, and they're... I think they're like the... Just gulping up fucking groundhogs? They just, you know, they scoop up like carp and bullheads and shit. Okay. But, and they, they are migratory. They're not there all year long, but shit, like, you know, I've been home a lot this year, fucking saw a ton of them every time. Oh, okay. But uh, it's just, they're, they want to be on water, not laying next to a tent. Yeah. You know, and how do you keep it? Do you clip the wings and then tie its feet down? Or, I mean... How do you keep it from just eating your other animals? Tie it to a bunch of lead weights. I guess, yeah. Make it swallow a bunch of weights. <laughs> that sounds more like the 1800 solution. Feed it pennies. Just buckshot. <laughs> yeah, totally. Buckshot. Like the, uh, like the uh, um, Samuel Clemens tale of the oh, the, the frog frogs. jumping. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Don't do Bronson Swagger. Bronson Swagger, pelican weights. <laughs> Are you trying to captive, uh, keep a pelican captive? Yeah. <laughs> If so, why? <laughs> anyway, the Custer, Custer wolf, wolf, no relation to Custer, just in the vicinity of Custer, South, South Dakota, Dakota, named after. That's where the, Custer. Custer, South Dakota is where they have the, the shitty uh, Flintstones theme park. Oh, yeah. That, the, the that fake... I'm not sure is licensed by Hanna-Barbera or not. <laughs> <laughs> don't they have uh, wild asses in Custer State Park? I think they used to. I don't know if they still do. No. I never see I remember there. them trying to reach into your car for free treats when oh, I was a kid. Well, Buffalo do that shit, too. Plus, yeah. when you're a kid, if you get the green light to say wild asses, it's, it's, you're going to remember that for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. Wild asses? Like, that's don't you have that on VHS? I do. <laughs> <laughs> One through 28. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the Custer Wolf did damage up to $25,000, or now $300,000. Holy shit. He eluded hunters for nine years. Then they sent him to collections. Mm-hmm. He had a bounty on his head for $500. Folks claimed he was a hybrid of a wolf and a mountain lion. Ooh. That's because folks were fucking idiots. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the wolf killed more than an eight. 
Uh, in one week, it killed more than 30 cattle, Whoa. castrating and mutilating them. What? Oh, the balls are one of the best cuts of meat on a cow. <laughs> Take your word Rock, for it. Rocky Mountain oysters? Oh, yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. Testicle Festival. Yeah, they actually canceled that cause forever because too many people were fucking dying. Not from the testicles, <laughs> no. but more from like getting sh- completely shit-faced and then trying to drive back to Missoula. Oh. Whoa. Because that's a pretty windy stretch of Montana Highway there. I remember when we ate there, the... It was breakfast, and there's just an old guy, the owner, just sat there and <laughs> for like 20 minutes. Oh, so, Jesus. This is appetizing. Yeah. Well, then, well, I got, of course, Rocky Mountain oysters and eggs, so eating some fried testicle fritters. Huevos and huevos? Yeah, huevos con eggos. Huevos con eggos. Huevos con huevos. One paper called him, quote, the master criminal of the animal world. Imagine like a fucking Tex Avery cartoon wolf, like dressed like a bandit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, it was believed that the Custer wolf's mate and pups were killed, beginning his rampage. Of uh, course, exactly. there has to be a backstory. Everything is Charles Bronson. <laughs> every, every animal. They killed his family, and now he's out for revenge. And he'll kill any man that gets in his way. And he'll eat an ice cream cone weird. <laughs> so the Custer Wolf never took another mate or joined another pack. Did they know that for a fact? Seeking vengeance yeah. on humans that killed his family. Yeah, dude. God, so people are stupid. you can definitely tell. Here's a lot of it, though. You got to remember some of these people, they are like one generation or less from the old country. Sure. Where, you know, vampires are eating your chickens and right. the witches caused your gout and all this other shit. And so a lot of that was still very present in the in the minds of these people. Sure, so. yeah. In 1911, 55 gray wolves were killed in the Black Hills. But not the Custer Wolf, because he's fucking Liam Neeson. Mm-hmm. A uh, few more in the years after, with no buffalo to eat. Of course, the wolves had to turn to eating cattle. Of course. Uh, to kill the Custer Wolf, the United States Department of Agriculture... Invented the atomic bomb. I was going to say, engaged <laughs> in a bombing campaign never seen before or since the time of the Tet Offensive, you know. Uh, they sent H.P. Williams, the, any, no relation to H.P. Lovecraft. I'm or guessing. he invented Hewlett Packard, right? Yep. Yeah. Uh, they told him to stay in South Dakota until the wolf was dead, uh, which is life sentence. <laughs> Death sentence. Uh, Williams was credited with trapping and killing over a thousand wolves across the western United States. Jesus, Jesus Christ. Even if he padded his numbers a little bit, like that's a lot of fucking the, wolves. The Hitler of wolves. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Williams tracks the uh, the Custer Wolf in South South Dakota into Wyoming and Nebraska. What? Basically, I was you know Black, I, well, Black Hills and South because yeah, uh, Three Toes is more north. Yeah, of I know Black Hills. Buffalo. I just drove through Buffalo a couple months ago. Mm-hmm. Boy, oh boy, that's still a bustling metropolis. <laughs> is there a gas station there? Yes, there's a, like a uh, what you call. Um, the ones you only see in small town, not it was a farmers union. Oh, or one of the one of those. But they got a hot stuff pizza hot case. So Ooh. since it's the only food between fucking Belfouche and Belfield, 
you you basically stop there and get you some mozzarella sticks, or else you're gonna be fucking hungry because it's a long goddamn way. Would you say the the gas station was called? Like I think they're Farmers Union, and that's probably. like a chain. That's like the Sinclair. Yeah. I always forget. You don't see a lot of them anymore, but yeah, they're. I've, like my dad used to get bulk bulk fuel from them too when we'd store that, but I don't know the whole deal with them. But yeah, it's. A, huh. I always find that interesting. You kind of forget until you go across country that, like, oh, yeah, it's not all Chevron and no. fucking... Oh, yeah, well, you still got Sinclairs out yeah. there. With the oh, there's, there's a Sinclair anatomic, on Beacon Hill. Anatomically incorrect dinosaur. dinosaur. Yeah, Flintstone dinosaur. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of Flintstone dinosaurs and Custer. Oh, yeah. Got to get some pictures of that. Flintstone land. Check it out. Looks like they've upped their game since when I was a kid. Oh, wow. Oh, it literally... So when you described this before, I thought it... It was like knockoff Flintstones, but it literally says the Flintstones on a yeah. sign. Wow, they got the car and everything. I, I'm, just like when I was a kid, I just don't remember it being like, okay, they had like a fucking one of those little kid train rides and you go around and all they did was like literally went to like KB Toys and got all the rubber dinosaurs they could find and put them by like plants. And so it was like miniature dinosaur safari, but you're just riding around on a little train looking at toy dinosaurs six feet away. Fucking like, enthralling. It... it, it, it it didn't seem like something that had, you know, the the panache that one would describe to a major Hanna Barbera franchise. Yeah, <laughs> not at all. Are these dudes in suits? Or are they like statues? There's dudes in suits. Oh man, they upped the suit game too. Oh, for real. Yeah, that's man. And of course, the Flintstones only only went up in popularity over the last thirty years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, they did actually do a, a comic book where it's like the gritty reboot where they're drawn like lifelike. Oh. And like, yeah, Fred's beating fucking people up and stuff. What like, the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> oh man, I get my hands on that shit. Uh, the Custer Wolf was followed by two coyotes who stayed a safe distance away and ate the wolf's leftovers. So he had like He's got a gang cronies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what are we gonna do today, Custer Wolf? Yeah. Same thing uh, we do every day. Kill get, the reve- get revenge on those who killed my family <laughs> by eating their livestock. Uh, reportedly, the coyotes would alert the wolf to danger. Of course they fucking would. Jesus Christ. <laughs> so William shot the two coyotes. Uh, the deaths of the coyotes spooked the wolf. No, it, it didn't infuriate him. And he- yeah, he's having PTSD. Like, I get a new family. They come and kill my new family. You're fucking dead. So Williams came close throughout the summer of 1920, but he didn't see the wolf at all in August. Because he was at home making IEDs and sawing off shotguns. <laughs> uh, in early September, Williams laid a trap that took off some of the fur of the Custer wolf. Nice yeah, because he knows for sure somebody's Labrador, but, you know. <laughs> uh, and, of course, he eludes him for another month with more livestock being eaten. Uh, the Custer Wolf stepped in one of his traps mid-October. The wolf ran with it for 150 yards. He got the trap caught on a tree and it broke. Uh, but the severely injured wolf left an easy track to follow, and William shot him after trailing him for three miles. Oh, damn! That, you mean they didn't have a hand-to-hand fight like Liam Neeson in The Gray? William snaps a pool cue in half and hands the wolf one half, and right, then you got to yeah. fight, fight in a fucking Some kind of shit. Well, have you seen the gray? Uh, no, I have not. It's. Uh, I wanted it to be better, um, but there's a lot of wolf on human, like very, you know, um, unrealistic. Like I don't think there's been a documented wolf attack on a person in the United States. 
like ever, ever. <laughs> probably but it's like Liam Neeson in like Alaska yeah okay he's he's working for an oil pipeline and he's up there his job is to shoot the wolves that are threatening the oil pipeline and he shoots one like right off the bat and it's like the size of a cow it's I'm gonna, like this I'm gonna bite this oil pipeline it's this giant CGI oh apparently it's attacking the pipeline workers sure and like they're all these fucked up they're, they're like the wolves from goddamn Game of Thrones they're fucking these giant beefy things cool well then the storm's coming in or they're on christmas break or whatever and they leave to fly out and the plane crashes and his rifles are all broken they gotta get out of the wolves territory because that's why they're hunting us is because we're in their breeding de- like they're the velociraptors and fucking dress oh, park fuck. tree and shit get out of here and then like it ends with you know people are just getting eaten and falling off cliffs and shit the whole time and then it's like liam neeson finds himself actually in the den and like stumbles into their house. No, he has a bunch of glass airplane bobbles of booze, and he tapes them to his fist like fucking <laughs> blood sport. What? And then the movie ends. What? <laughs> and also, he's having a lot of flashbacks. Like his wife had died of cancer or something. So there's a lot of like just flashbacks of that. Yeah, she was. She was like bit by a wolf and contracted you know cancer. I'm curious. I'm curious if the guy that directed that or person that directed that did not do the Revenant too, because it's a very reminds me of like all the flashbacks Hugh Glass is having during the Revenant too. Well, I think that guy's like that. an actual movie director, though, not a hack. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it took William seven months to capture a wolf. Uh, it was big, the wolf. Six feet in length and 98 pounds. Again, six feet, huh? Uh, The wolf was so old, its pelt had turned white. Or it was just a white fucking wolf. It got stressed out after its family was murdered. Like when they had buffalo wolves, you know there was a subspecies of wolf called the buffalo wolf. We talked about it once, yeah. And they were mostly white, or at least the last remaining ones were. Because I've read accounts of them being different colors. But I remember when I was a kid, before they went completely extinct, they had some in captivity. They were all... These big fucking white wolves. Which means they're magic. Which means, well, yeah, but it also means that could have been, like, one of the last remaining ones of those. Oh, sure, yeah. In 1966, Roger Karras wrote a book called The Custer Wolf. It told the story through the eyes of one of the wolves. (laughs) (laughs) So it's exactly what we were talking about. Mm -hmm. Oh, man. First they killed his pack. Then they killed his family. Gung gung. You want to talk about another wolf real quick? Yeah. Lobo the King of Kurumpaw. Uh, He was the leader of the pack in the Kurumpaw Valley in New Mexico. That was during the 1890s, and it preyed upon cattle in the valley, of course. Uh, the ra- uh, ranchers tried to poison the wolves, but they ate around the poison. Ernest T. Seaton tried to collect on the $1,000 bounty on Lobo's scalp. Seaton tried to poison Lobo. Baits were gone, and Seaton assumed that Lobo would be dead. Later, he found the baits covered with wolf shit. <laughs> <laughs> the fucking wolf just laughing in the bushes. Yeah. Yep. This, this this is more of the police academy wolf than the. <laughs> than the... Totally. Uh, Seton bought new specialized traps, uh, but he, later he found Lobo's tracks leading from trap to trap, exposing them. So he's really fucking with them this time. Uh, time stretched to four months. Seton became tired and frustrated. Then he found smaller tracks next to Lobo's. 
Then he realized Lobo's weakness, his mate, white wolfie named Blanca. Who could shoot electricity out of her body? No, mm -hmm. no, it literally means it's like white only with the female Abe. You know. Yeah, yeah. Seton planted traps again, hoping to catch Blanca, which he did. Mm, and then he Lobo found, was pissed off and out for revenge. Mm -hmm, he found Lobo by her side. Lobo ran a safe distance away and watched as Seton shot and killed Blanca. And yelled, Blanca! I <laughs> no. uh, tied her to a horse Damn and left. Uh, Seton heard Lobo's mournful howl for two days after. <sighs> though Seton felt bad, he still continued the hunt, though. <laughs> Aw. You just feel like fucking leveling, leveling a rifle at him. Just like, <laughs> I'm so sorry. Wait, this hurts you more than hurts me. Yeah. Uh, Lobo followed Blanca's scent, which Seton used to scent the bait. On January 31st, 1894, Lobo was captured with all four legs caught in a trap. When Seton got there, Lobo was still standing and howled. Seton was touched by Lobo's loyalty to his mate Blanca and did not kill him. Seton and his men roped and muzzled Lobo and tied him to a horse. Oh, that's much. And took him back to his ranch. Oh, much kinder. way better. And he was locked in a pickle barrel and poked with sticks by local children for the rest <laughs> of his miserable life. <laughs> uh, he, he lucked out because they secured him to a chain, but Lobo died four hours later due to a broken heart, it says. <laughs> oh, fuck off. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, fuck off. See, we're not so soy, are we? Yeah. <laughs> Lobo's pelt is kept at the Ernest Thompson Seton Library Museum near Cimarron, New Mexico. Every time you say Ernest, I'm expecting P-World to come out. Yep. <laughs> uh, Seton wrote a book in 1898 which told the story, and he championed the plight of the wolf after killing Lobo until he died in 1946. Uh, it touched the hearts of many, included David Attenborough, and it inspired a Disney film, The Legend of Lobo, in 1962. No. Get the fuck out of here. What? Mm -hmm. And the DC Comics, Bounty Hunter from Space I was going to say, that's, the, yeah, that's what I thought at first. Come on, you bastards. Well, every time you said Blanca, too, just imagine the fucking green guy from uh, Street Fighter 2. I'm just going to make oh, this yeah. into, like, um, take his notes and just make a comic and just replace the wolves with, like, Blanca and Lobo. <laughs> but otherwise, everything remains the same. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> That's all I have about wolves, but you uh, should talk a little bit about wolves and well, how I was they're gonna vilified. Talk mostly about also the fucking ring docus. Uh, but anyway, uh, a long time ago, I don't have it open that it <laughs> I've mentioned before. In a galaxy far, far away. No, it was like a big thing that was shot by a guy in the either late 1900s, early 1900s in Montana, I think, out. Oh, there we go. Out by Evanston or something? I don't remember where. It's on a cryptive and myth site. Yes, it is. But uh, basically it was shot and it's like, oh, this is no normal wolf. Ooh. And they, they the locals started just calling it a ring docus because you need a name and then stuffed it and put it on display. So it's like the word Idaho. They just kind of made made up some shit. Yes. Okay. Uh, they also had a, they had a fake um, like scientific name for it too that I don't remember. But I guess the point is it was on display for a lot of years and then uh, people like came in and examined it and looked at it. It was like, oh, mystery wolf. Uh. And then it d did the thing like it disappeared like the... Slewfoot, uh, or the uh, clubfoot, 
carcass, you know? Yeah. And like, mm-hmm. But good news. This summer it resurfaced. And what? it is now on display some the fuck were in Montana. <laughs> I wish I would actually prepared this, but I just it popped into my mind when we're talking about all this wolf killing shit. Holy shit. They're they're sure it's the same one. It's the same one. Whoa! Uh, there's a, there's an old ass picture of it, and then some newer ass pictures. of so it. So is it is it a mystery wolf or is it like a? It's probably just a wolf that somebody did a shit job of taxidermy. Oh, uh, I see, I see. But, uh, God, there's a there's a subreddit that everyone needs to look at. A bad taxidermy. Oh yeah, so good. Um. Yeah, he lived in the Madison River Valley in Montana. There. Okay. But it also lined up with um some of the Native American stories. They uh. What do they call it? A shunko, a shunko water king, uh, which is like, I think it's shittily translated from, I think, Lakota, because I think Shunka is dog in Lakota. But anyway, it's like he who runs off with dogs. And it was used by them to describe an animal bigger than a wolf that would come in the village and run off with dogs. Oh, okay. And so there was a lot of speculation that that's what that thing was, too. Got it. Even though that was probably more like a ghost story to keep your kids around the teepee at night and sure. fucking around. Sure, sure. But damn. Anyway, that's when you were talking about wolves. I was talking. Yeah, not far from that is Yellowstone National Park, where they reintroduced wolves. Yep, where I actually saw a wolf this summer. Wow, chewing on a dead elk with a bunch of other elk watching like perverts. (laughs) But you need wolves to chew up elk. elk. Otherwise, there's too many elk, and then they they get too many diseases. Well, not just that. That when they reintroduced the wolves to Yellowstone, the fucking okay, the elk had been chewing on the willows which keeps the beavers out of the river system. And beavers are, you know, other than human, as when you listen to the beaver episode we did not long ago, yep. are instrumental in habitat formation and probably do more actual physical uh, changing of their environment than any other animal but humans. And so what they found is in Yellowstone, they reintroduced the wolves. They kept the elk higher up in the hills, which allowed more shit to grow around the creeks, which then drew in beavers, which then build ponds, which then attracts more animals, gives more breeding moose. spaces for moose and or eating spaces for moose and breeding spaces for waterfowl and frogs and all that kind of shit. Holy shit! And uh, yeah, it's it's all a good thing, but there's a lot of pushback in that area and here and everywhere else where wolves are getting uh, kind of reestablished because you know. It's more the like, oh, they're gonna kill all my cows, and like, and they do to some extent kill some cows, but you know, you get compensated for that. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, I watched a thing on um, this ranch in Montana. One guy's crying about it, and then this other family's like, well, what we simply do is uh, we stop getting these pussy ass cattle that are just fucking McBurgers on the hoof with like no horns and no survival instincts, and you get some of these older breeds, like a Longhorn or you know some of these closer to prehistoric type cattle, they actually do like shit like when a predator approaches, the whole herd faces it like muskox or bison would and fucking attack it back or scare it off. When they have calves, it's really hard to get up to the calves because the mothers are so, you know, you might actually have to do some actual fucking cowboying, but you lose a lot less of that kind of stock to wolves because they're not these dumb, you know, just inbred things that have no... No survival, no, like, skills, yeah, survival anymore. skills And you also teach them uh, jujitsu and yeah. uh, give them all guns. Well, another thing so you can, can do, you get some of these bigger dog breeds. I mean, I know wolves prey on dogs and stuff. I mean, there's ways there's ways to do it. It just comes down to a lot of these guys are just too... You get a wolf pup and you train it to be your buddy. Yeah, a vigilante wolf. Mm-hmm. What they should do is reintroduce it like downtown 
Yes. And have it, uh, you know, there's too many tourists around. Yes. So. Yep. There you go. Yeah. Circle, circle of death. <laughs> I know the, one of the biggest complaints in Montana is like, oh, it's so hard. You know, they've eaten all the elk, so my outfitting business is suffering. Is like, they didn't eat them all. They're just a little more cautious, so harder to hunt. It's, yeah. You actually have to hunt them. You can't just you can't drive just... out to the field and let your <laughs> client shoot one, you know. Yeah. Which is, I know you hunt, and I used to. Yeah. I don't know if we can get into being soy or not soy, but <laughs> there's a lot more respect to be had if you do things yourself instead of hiring somebody who drives you yeah. right up to the... <laughs> well, the good the good news is, too, it's it's getting harder and harder to do things yourself because more and more land is under private control mm-hmm. and less and less people... Um, you know, back in the day, you could call up the landowner and be like, hey, do you mind if I hunt your lands? Oh, just please don't shoot towards the house. Sure. You know, have a nice time. Right. And nowadays, it's more like, no, or you just can't get a hold of anybody. I know that's a big gripe in places like Montana, too, and it's happening out here where... You know, maybe somebody lives in, you know, and works in Silicon Valley, and then they need to go buy up a thousand-acre ranch that they visit once a fucking year. Yeah, yeah. And it's one that, like, maybe used to be owned by a local person that they knew their neighbors, and they'd let you, oops, they'd let you use your land and all that shit, and nowadays they're not inclined to do that. Yeah. So, yeah, there's not a lot part of, of the community. There's a lot of issues. Well, yeah, but it's more like you're not part of the community, and you're... Let's face it, you're probably going to be like, oh, I've got to hoard all the game for myself and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Or or in a lot of cases, they're just opposed to any kind of harvesting of wild game anyway. So it's like, I've set up my own sanctuary. Well, well good for you, but, you know. <laughs> Till they all get run out yeah, they get by disease. Hoof and mouth disease and yeah. chronic wasting and all the, all the sorts of things that are happening quite a bit. But, yeah. Mm-hmm. Want to talk about... A horse this time? Yes. Ooh, of course. Comanche, the yes. brave horse. Yeah, this is what kicked this whole fucking thing yes, off. Yes, it is. And this one I did a little more and better research because he's easy to find. Mm-hmm. He was bought in 1868 in St. Louis by the Army and was sent to Fort Leavenworth, Kansas, where Captain Miles Keough of the 7th Cavalry bought him for his own personal mount. Yep. For what do you pay, like 20 bucks or some shit? Uh, sure. That's I thought good. I read something like that. That's a pretty good price for a horse back in the That's day. That's what I was thinking. It's like, well, he's, he's not like a thoroughbred, and he, uh, he's not described as like a cool guy horse. Yep, he only wanted to ride him in battle. Uh, he was a bay horse, which means that he... Oh, no. I, okay. I thought he was a San Francisco Bay type of oh. horse. Uh, in 1868, while fighting the Comanche Indians in Kansas... The horse got arrow in its hind quarters. It continued to carry Keo into the fight. Keo was impressed by the horse's bravery and named it Comanche. Yes. That's how it got its name. Oh, yeah. Otherwise, it would have just been horse number 15. Uh, something happened June 25th, 1876, though. Something. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> something we'll be talking about next time. Next week. Uh, Captain Keo rode Comanche at the Little Bighorn. Of course, uh, Keo was killed uh, along with the entire his entire detachment there. Yeah. Soldiers found Comanche two days later and brought him back to Fort Lincoln. Rode him on the 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 boat. Yeah, the fucking far west. Far west. That, far west. What was it? Thirty six hours that they made. Thought it was forty some, but it's yeah, still something. Way, still cruising fucking cruising fast like one of those goddamn fourteen things. miles an hour on going downstream. That's screaming in a fucking paddle wheeler. Mm-hmm. 
He was nursed back to health and retired. In April 1878, Colonel Samuel Sturgis issued orders to have Comanche to represent the 7th and have special quarters made for him and that nobody should ever ride him again. Yeah. And a Bismarck Tribune writer went to interview Comanche afterwards at Fort Lincoln. <laughs> How do you interview a fucking horse? Well, it's... Okay. It, we're getting to that. All right, all right. <laughs> then Comanche was brought to Fort Meade, South Dakota, where he's kept like a prince until 1887. Oh, no, you got to do the quote from the, the Bismarck Tribune. Oh, well, go ahead then. That I don't have. Hold on. Uh, he asked the usual questions, which his subject acknowledged with a toss of his head, a stamp of his foot, and a flourish of his beautiful tail. <laughs> and then it's also uh, noted that uh, the the farrier, who is the keeper, the, like, the farrier is the guy that does your horseshoeing and horse oh, yeah, trimming, yeah. Uh, John Rivers of Company I, uh, he saved his reputation by answering more fully. <laughs> Here, here's the gist. This is from Wikipedia, but... Uh, Here's the gist of what the reporter learned. Comanche was a veteran, 21 years old, and had been with the 7th Cavalry since the organization in uh, 1866. He was found by Sergeant Milton DeLacy, Company I, in a ravine where he had crawled. His horses crawl. There to die and feed the crows. He was raised up and tenderly cared for. His wounds were serious, but not necessarily fatal if properly looked after. He carries seven scars from many from his many bullet wounds. There are four back of the fore shoulder and one through a hoof. Which I don't get how a hoof how gets a scar. That yeah, Ouch. I know. One on either hind leg. On the Custer battlefield, actually, Fort Abraham Lincoln... Well, that was, I think, added later. Three of his, three of the balls were extracted from his body, and the last one was not taken out till April of '77. Comanche is not a great horse, physically talking. He is of medium size, neatly put up, but quite noble looking. He is very gentle. His color is clay bank. He would make a handsome carriage horse. That's from the Bismarck Tribune. <laughs> so okay, so he would like answer yes by stomping his hoof, yeah, like or no by swishing his tail, yeah, like Mister Ed. Only and then, the and then the, or, um, his handler would be like, "Well, basically, what he's trying to say, yeah, here yeah, is, yeah. <laughs> well, he's, well, he's, he's decided to be part of this team. Uh, he thinks it's going to be a good season. Uh, it's like when Marshawn Lynch wouldn't give oh, yeah, press right. commentary, and they just have like uh, Doug Baldwin do it or something, yeah." yeah. <laughs> Uh, he lived uh, like Prince until 1887, then taken to Fort Riley, Kansas, Which, where he's made second commanding officer of the 7th Cavalry. And at Fort Riley, he led parades and drank beer. At <laughs> the same time. Uh, Just like Kinky Friedman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Uh, Comanche died of colic November 7th, 1891. And he was one of four horses to be given a full military funeral. And then skinned and mounted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's displayed at the University of Kansas Natural History Museum. Fuck, dude. Yep. Um, in fact, here, here, here he is. Respectfully skinned and mounted, and then resaddled. Cool. So you can just be dead wearing your cool, cool, cool saddle. Mm-hmm. Now he could play in entirety the Johnny Horton song. Yep. Here he is when he was alive. Looks pretty much the same. It looks like a horse. Yep. It's. <laughs> <laughs> Comanche, you fall hard. Comanche, you tried. You were a good soldier, so hold your head up high. For even the greatest sometimes must fall. 
One more critter for you. And this one, you is can it? still visit. Oh, oh, it is! I was hoping we were going to get to this one. Herman the Sturgeon. Yeah, yeah, baby. Which he doesn't really technically fall in our time frame, but that's fine. Well, this it's is pretty close. Th- this and the fucking uh, Custer's Horse are, are the ones that kind of kicked this whole yeah. situation off. But Herman is 79 years old. Mm-hmm. We think. 500 pounds. I like pounds. Uh, uh, 11 feet long. Yeah, he was, was mm-hmm. he hatchery born? Uh, that I don't know. otherwise, how the fuck old would they... Oh, I suppose, don't their scales get, like, regrowth ring kind of... I don't know what, uh... Maybe that's why... Well, I'm just saying, it's not like somebody was in the fucking delivery room, you know? (laughs) (laughs) You never know. He lives at the Bonneville Hatchery at the Bonneville Dam there in Oregon Town. The state of Oregon, I guess. He has survived a wildfire and once was kidnapped in 1983... And some guy jumped into the pond and stabbed him with a knife one time, too. What the fuck? I, I'm still trying to figure out why. Like, who... What, uh, the only thing I can think of is crazed, like, Russian expat craves caviar. <laughs> you know? <laughs> some shit. Or, you know, it's it's like fucking rural Oregon, so, like, maybe maybe the Just guy thought his... Head. Maybe his wife was, like, going to visit the... Oh, I love, I love to go Whoa. see Herman the Sturgeon. He's like, you get away from my fucking wife, you piece of shit fish. I see you eyeballing her. <laughs> With your beady, barely <laughs> operational eyes. Uh, He's using I, his barbels on her. Mm. <laughs> I get pink eye. Yeah. <laughs> he was retired from making appearances at the Oregon State Fair in the 80s. Because they used to pull him out of the tank. Drive him to the state fair. And yeah, with put a blanket, a right? Shit, put him in a shittier tank. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's got. They be did that for fifty years. Yep, it's fucking crazy. You got him good and drunk first, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Muscle relaxers. And there's a uh, rap song about him too. Yeah. yeah, and it's. I didn't care for it, <laughs> but at the same time, it's all stuck in my head for the last three days. What era is it from? Is it like '80s? Like, it seems pretty modern. That's uh, modern. It's. I know it's one of those things it, they repeat the same shit too much and it's got weird like falsetto stuff I don't know <laughs> throw your hands in the air everybody uh, please don't tap on the glass please don't tap on the glass oh shit yeah that's going in right now Water tank, butter, please don't tap on a glass. Thanks. Thanks. Hold a moment, sold him as an overgrown oaf and a coat of exposed bone. You are not a float alone. Choked up, poking his nose in the moat cold. We have all known calming, gross mouths foaming, dope down particles of broken coat exploding in a chip and soda coma, slowly overdosing. Rovers opposite the jellyfish and stars. You are jelly of the colors and regenerating arms set to entertain a couple thousand suckers for a charge. And you cannot shake the feeling you are being fucking farmed. Great fossil, knowledgeable and docile. Dry land's nice, but this land's quite hostile here. Equal parts passive and aggressive. He said, if that's the case, then brother, help me flash the message. Please don't tap on the glass. Water rock men that tap to a crash. Here, fishy, fishy is a bad forecast. I guess that's critters, unless you have yep. more critters. Not really. Those are the Ringdocus and the Herman the Sturgeon. Herman the Sturgeon. But uh, Yeah, you, you can go visit him at the... What did you say it was? The hatchery in... Uh, Bonneville. Bonneville. Bonneville Dam. Dam, that's right. Of course, Bonneville's named after the Bonneville of... Salt Flats? Of Probably trapping the same thing. Fame. 
Yeah, I'm sure the Bonneville Salt Flats are named after the same guy, probably. Fucking A, man. Nice uplifting one. Well, uh, aside from yeah, the... only everything died. Like literally, <laughs> except, except for the sturgeon. Except for Herman, he's still there, baby. Everything died. Many of it was scalped. Most of it had its ma- family murdered in front of it. Yep, and then stuffed and oh, mounted. That was another thing with the fucking Comanche. I forgot to add when we were there. The army and everybody else was like the only survivor of the seventh fucking cavalry. No, it's the only horse that the Indians didn't take off with because it was too fucked up. You know, there was yeah. hundreds of... Yeah, he was marine crawling in a fucking ditch. There was hundreds ditch. of horses yeah. out there. It's not like all of them were shot. In fact, yeah, that's that's some good... Uh, let's call it good uh, consolation prize for having your village attacked. Yeah, dude. Hey, free horses. Fuck. Yeah. Fucking, there were 300 horses and the Comanche rode off on a thousand of them. Yeah. That's how that that's works. That's how that always works. <laughs> and then 75 mules were bayoneted. And fucking every woodhawk was, was fucking murdered. Brutally, yeah. Put in and a then, then they ate the dog. I suppose we could have talked about Seaman, too, but we've talked about him a little bit. Oh, the, the dog? Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we've talked about him a couple of times. That's Lewis and Clark's dog, right? Yes. Yeah. Seaman. Yeah. And there's a statue of him in North Dakota. And there's a cosplayer of him at Great Falls yeah. in, oh, yeah. the, in the Lewis and Clark Discovery Interpretive Center, Center. Interpretive Center. Worship, House of Worship. <laughs> Interpretive Center and House of Worship. Uh, sweet. That's a fucking, that's a, that's a fun one. Yeah. Like I said, I always love the, the vignette episodes. No. But that's just, again, cleansing palette because uh, shit's about to get fucked up for a whole bunch of episodes. Well, sometimes, sometimes it's, uh, uh, I, I th- like to think of it as a tale of uh, fuck around and find out. Sure, yeah. Uh, <laughs> sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, a little bit of that uh, that good uh, Fetterman style, like overconfidence. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it does. It takes some turns, and but it's just one of the most iconic uh, episodes in Old West history type ordeal that we've been teasing, and, and you'll have to wait for it, assholes, and, and edging around for. The whole time we've been doing this shit, but it's it's finally time. The hundredth episode. Uh, we'll, we'll be doing. Then, then we could finally start season three. Yep. I think season. Oh, then sorry, season in, four. Season, yeah, I think season three lasted about 14, 15 episodes, episodes, which was about season one. Yeah, and then we'll go. Season four will be like I don't know, one hundred fifteen or something. Yeah, yeah, like or seven. Who knows? And then get into season four point oh, where we do all the same ones but backwards. Ooh, so you said get you. Yep. Ah, uh, cool. Then on that note, let's go out in a hail of fish fire. Yo. What the fuck is a fish fire? 